Hello everyone and welcome again. I am Pastor Deborah and welcome to another wonderful word of encouragement spiritual teaching video for you. We are doing number five of the year 2024. I think we're beginning the month of February. I'm trying to have one at least one a week for you. I think you deserve that. You probably need a lot more. But I work steadily. And this is the month of November, I believe, of 2023. So I'm recording ahead. So when you see this, it will be February 2024. I want to welcome you again to a wonderful, wonderful teaching about you. And I want you to do some self-reflection with it. Yes, it's about you. The two parts of you, your spirit and your soul. And how your soul will use your physical body. And how your spirit can use its spiritual body and other things of that realm. So this is about you. I want you to take a deep breath and get ready. Because I'm going to ask you a very important and powerful deep question. What is that? It is, are you a persecutor of the upright in heart? The righteous ones of God, of King David. That's my question to you. This video from Pixabay represents both your spirit and your soul. Deep inside of your physical body. If you look at it, it's a non-gender being. It has ears and eyes and nose and mouth and a body. And you see what's emanating from it? Is that persecution? What's coming into it? From what realm? Look at the eyes. They're not filled with love. They're filled with hate, lust and jealousy and greed. And even as he turns his head, he's looking at you. So my question to you, are you like him? Is he living in you? Is this your spirit and your soul? Are you a persecutor of the upright in heart? The righteous ones of the God of King David? That is my question for you. We're going to be working out of Psalms, out of the Old Testament of the Bible. Psalms 7. 8 through 16. We want to give Zoom Pro a big thank you. Well, I am recording through it. I'm in Zoom Pro, so I can record as many videos as I need to and as long as I want to. If I look strange or my hair does weird things, or if I point and my hand disappears, it's because there's no green screen behind me. I've tried the professional ones, the homemade ones, the ones that fit on your chair. Nothing worked for me. I have a small living space. I tried not using any kind of Zoom Pro with a virtual background. And you could see into my living room and I'd put up a whiteboard. It'd be kind of cluttery as how I look at it. And I didn't like that. I want my background to be able to help me to illustrate to you and teach you about yourself. And the realms that you live in, the realm of the soul, of the flesh, the physical body, and of the spirit. 
And you are all those in one body. So here, we want to say thank you to Pixabay. I get free motion videos from them. I really appreciate them. I will take this recording and put it through my Wondershare Femora video editing. I will add titles, transitions, music to help you become more spiritually educated. You are as a spiritual child. You need lots of teaching. I go slow, but I cover a lot of area that you probably don't think about. I can talk to you in the spirit. I can look at your soul. I can see what chemicals and neurons are firing off in your brain that have memories attached to it. I understand your feelings. I understand your hopelessness. I understand your perverseness, your crookedness, your lies and your deception. You can deceive most people, but not some. So here in this wonderful word of encouragement, spiritual teaching video, we're going to ask you a question. We're not looking at you. I don't want you to look at other people. This is about you and who you are on the inside. And what your inside does. What we in the world see is what comes out through your physical body. Your words, your deeds, your actions. We can see and hear your thoughts, your concepts. And if we are smart and wise enough, we can see your lies and deceptions that are really there. So I'm going to ask you this question, and we're going to discuss it. So you can answer the question truthfully. And I will be looking. Do you know I can see inside your mind, your heart? I really know what you're doing and why you're doing it. And so do many other people. You think you're smart? You think you can hide evidence? Emails? Texts? Illegal bank accounts? And you think you can deceive the world? Well, you do live in a world, but it's not the one of agape love. You live in a realm in a world of the kingdom of darkness, and you serve another king besides the king of King David. So let's get into this. But first, let's open up with prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are here teaching us, for we are but spiritual children in your eyes. We need a class. We need a master teacher. We need the Holy Spirit helping us to understand ourselves. Show us through this video, this motion video. Show us through nature. Show us in our dreams. Bring conviction to us. Help us to see who we really are and how we are a persecutor of the upright in heart. Those who serve and believe you, the God of King David. So, Father, help us fulfill Isaiah 60, 61, and 62 of your words in our lives. Give us a Hebrews 4.12, a spiritual circumcision, that you can speak to our spirits without the soul and its lust surrounding it, sinking it, hammering it, covering it. Lift the veil of darkness on your people. In the name of Christ Jesus, help us as you teach us to be self-reflective and honest with ourselves. 
In the name of Christ Jesus, amen. All right, what's the question? Are you a persecutor of the upright in heart, the righteous ones of the God of King David? Psalm 7, 8 through 16. Verse number 8. The Lord shall judge the people, you. And King David would say, that's okay. Judge me, O Lord. Look at me. Judge my thoughts, my motives, my desires. Judge every word and deed that I say. According to my righteousness, my right standing with you. And according to my integrity, my oneness with you. In thoughts, in images, in desires, in emotions, in your ideas, in your deeds that is in me. King David is saying, look at me, judge me. See if I am lined up with you. See if my heart, my thoughts, my actions and my deeds reflect you. Reflect your oneness with me. Through my my thoughts. The images, the desires, my emotions, my deeds. Do I reflect you in your righteous judgment? So King David is saying, you need to do that also. You need to be honest before God. Not somebody else. Not a statue. Not a prophet. Not a political party or your family, but before the God of the Bible. He is a law-abiding God. He has laws. You can't even break into his kingdom illegally. He won't allow it. So if you allow illegal immigration, migration, whatever you want to call it, then you're not in line up. You do not line up with God. If you pray to him or one of his others, maybe a mother, maybe a father, ancestors, statutes, prophets, you say you love that God, but yet you hate people. You kill innocent babies in wounds. It's called abortion. You enslave women and children for your sexual pleasures. You allow illegal activities of sex trafficking, human trafficking in your nation. Your people are raised up to want pleasure through drugs, sex, greed, lust, money, entertainment. God's looking at what you are really thinking about. David goes on in verse number 9. Oh, let the wickedness of the wicked come to an end. But establish the just. For the righteous God, you, O Lord, the King of heaven, the Father of all creation, He tries and judges. He looks on the heart and our reins. What drives us? What's pulling us this way and that way? Why do we say what we do? Why do we vote the way we do? Why do we make 
political decisions the way we do? Why do we rule a nation the way we do? Why do we govern people? Why do we treat and vote for destruction of the environment? What's going on on the inside of you? Are you a persecutor of the upright? If I believe that abortion is wrong, are you going to persecute me? If I believe that you are providing us with disinformation, are you going to persecute me? If I catch you in a lie, are you going to persecute me? Try to cover me up, kill me? If I speak against what you are teaching, are you going to hurt me? What's the truth? Who should we believe? Verse number 10. My, King David, is saying to us, My spiritual defense is of God, which saves the upright in heart. Can you say that, that you're... That the God of the kingdom of heaven, the God of the Holy Bible is your defense? Or are you fighting for another God, another kingdom? One of lies and deceptions, a dragon, a serpent, greed, lust, sexual pleasures, control and domination. Oh, you might be a multiple personality, Manchurian candidate. But I can see your spirit. I can see what is really going on on the inside of you. Do you know that every thought, every image, every desire you have is written down in a book. And it will be read upon your death. When you go into the throne room of the King David's God, all your deeds and actions, your lies, your deceptions... Everything you did will be lined up and read out loud to everybody. And then it will be put up against the righteousness of God himself. And if you do not match up to him, and you are not one with him in his righteousness, according to his integrity, his thoughts, his ways, his desires, his emotions, his ideas, his deeds. And he will consider you a persecutor, an evil, wicked spirit who's not upright in heart. He will declare that you are a traitor. You belong to another. You are a child of a Satan, the adversary of God. And you are nothing but his reflection of his nature, his heart, his desires, his lust. And that will be brought to your attention, front and center. Most of you know it. But you don't want anybody else to know it. Verse number 11. God, King David, is saying to us, Judges the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked, the unrighteous, the unrighteous ones every day. If you vote for, support, fight for, 
defend abortion. God is angry at you. That is not his heart. He is a life-giving spirit. He loves babies. He is wants more humanity. So you don't line up with his heart. So he will deal with you. Verse number 12. If he, King David is saying, if he, King David's God, does not turn away from you, from the wicked ones, he will wet, he will get sharpened, he will get ready, his sword of battle to slay you and kill you. He has bent. He has pulled back his bow with an arrow in it. And he is ready to release it to slay the wicked. Don't think anything that you do or say, who you vote for. I just challenged my husband on this just a few days ago. He was real upset about what's happening in Gaza and Israel because innocent children and babies were getting killed. I said, excuse me? That bothers you? I said, yes. I said, what about the babies in the wombs that you vote for a politician and a political party that believes in abortion on demand? Even if the baby comes out of the womb and lays on the table, maybe it's premature. You see, his son was born a month early. He only weighed three pounds, 14 ounces. According to his votes and his heart, he would have allowed that child to die. I said, you are deceiving yourself. You are not righteous. You don't line up with the God of life. You line up with the God of death, Moloch. I said, abortion is a sacrifice to Moloch. It's a blood sacrifice. You're voting for politicians, a political party. that believe that. And you call yourself a righteous man who doesn't like the innocent children being killed in Gaza. I said, you are deceiving yourself. He hung his head down and said nothing. See, I don't vote anymore. And the only topic I ever chose to vote on was did you believe in abortion or not? I cared about nothing else that you speak about as politicians. God is a God of creation. He is not an abortionist. He will allow it. But that's not his heart. There's a lot of cases in the Old Testament when the king who was anointed and supposed to be followed, even King David, he had a child out of wedlock He killed Bathsheba's husband, Uriah. He lied about it. He covered it up. He was sexual, lusting, and greedy. And he had his Bathsheba's husband, Uriah, killed by friendly fire. So his deed of taking the man's wife, having sex, wouldn't be discovered. Well, God told Nathan the prophet, and Nathan went and told him a story about a man stealing another man's baby sheep, killing it and ate it. What was the 
decree on that injustice. David said the man should die. And Nathan said, that man is you. You stole Bathsheba. You lied about it and you killed our husband. Therefore, you who've been anointed by God to be a king of a nation, you will lose that child. Something's going to die. And that baby is the one who's going to pay the price. Great guilt came on David. Because sometimes it takes somebody dying, a baby, another human, for you to realize that you have done wrong. David carried the guilt for months and months and months. Bathsheba carried the guilt for months and months and months. Don't think one thing you do is outside of God's ears and eyes. He has angels watching everything you do. He can hear you in the spirit. He watches your spirit when you're sleeping, when it's moving outside of your body. And he has got his bow and arrow pulled and ready. He won't tolerate his people doing this. And if you call him your Lord, your God, you pray to him. You're not on the good list. You're on his bad list. Verse 13. He, God, has also prepared for himself instruments of death for the wicked, the unrighteous ones. What are those? Maybe viruses, bacteria. He is prepared that you will suffer for your unrighteous acts and deeds. It won't come by his hands. It comes by another. They are instruments of death. There's all kinds of death. Death of hope. Death of freedom. Death of light. Death of having a future. Death of your purpose and your goals. Death of who you're supposed to be. Because you are wicked and you are unrighteous. He has ordained. He has decreed. He has edict. By royal eternal law and judgment, his arrows of death against his righteous ones who are upright in heart with him and towards him. He stands before me. He has arrows of death pointed away from me. He's pointing toward my persecutors. Now, my persecutors are both human and spiritual. He loves the human spirit, but the spiritual persecutors of the kingdom of darkness, evil, wicked spirits, he will deal with. And I've had to deal with them myself. Verse 14. Behold, take note. You, the persecutors of his righteous ones, 
Okay, he's talking right there to the spiritual demonic kingdom, human spirits who are not saved yet, and even his own people. David was considered one of his, chosen, anointed. And yet David did evil and wicked and unrighteousness, killed an innocent child. Bathsheba, she was legally married to Uriah. He stole her. And a child was conceived. Now God needed David. Because King Solomon was going to come from David and Bathsheba. But something was going to die. Can you carry the guilt for your unrighteousness and wickedness knowing that an innocent child is going to die because of you? Behold, take note, he says, the persecutors of his righteous ones. Pastor Deborah is one of those. I don't know about you. And those that are upright in heart, he, the persecutor, he moans and he cries and he is obsessed with and he is filled with iniquity, perverseness, evil, wickedness. Those that are my spiritual enemy are obsessed with killing me. Typically, they are an evil, wicked spirit using a human spirit. We are but pawns, ministers of a God. You either serve the God of light, the God of King David, in righteousness and uprightness, or you serve the other God, Satan, of the kingdom of darkness. There is no choice. One seems to be as the sun. Another, maybe a moon, a statue. Maybe a mother, a saint, an ancestor. Maybe it's a political party you serve. But behind that, going further back. Because I've got my eye on you. And these evil, wicked, unrighteous ones, they have conceived, given life, created in themselves, mischief, evil thoughts, ideas, feelings, goals, desires, plans, dreams, visions, creations, other gods. Do you know you can serve yourself? Those who are greedy live for money, Pleasure. Greed just means an un, an inordinate, means beyond normal lust of something. It could be money. Then you think you'll be happy. Things, sex, pleasure, power. That's all that greed is. I want more, more, more. And I'm not satisfied. If I get it, my pleasure lasts for but a moment. Drug addicts and alcohol addicts are the same way. The first high, the first drunk is wonderful, according to them. And they desire more. They are greedy and lusty for that deep.
pleasure that comes from it. You have created dreams and visions. Therefore, have birthed and brought forth, spoken out behaviors and deeds, falsehoods, lies, deception, perverseness, and then death. This guy is thinking and planning all the time. Deep in the realm of the spirit, your spirit is controlled by either God of King David or Satan, the adversary of God. You either have the nature, the DNA, the heart and the mind of God's, of King David's God, and you are one of his ministers, or you are serving Satan from his kingdom, and you are one of his ministers. And out through your soul, we see what your spirit is thinking and doing, who you're serving. And out through your physical body, we can tell. That's right. Verse 15. He, this persecutor of me, Pastor Deborah, of God, and all of those who are righteous in his eyes and upright, even of God's own word, of God's people, of his creations, his nature, of his innocent ones, If you go against the Jews of the Bible, you're going against God's people. God picked Israel. They were the children of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. They were called out of worshiping moon gods, other gods, and taught and trained out in the wilderness. And they found the one true God. Israel means prince. God picked this family. And from it came the Jewish people. He's given them a homeland. That has been attacked. Taken over by many people. For thousands and thousands and thousands of years. But the Jewish people. Are the ancestors. Verse 15 again. He this persecutor of me, my righteous word, my people, he says. This is God talking. My creation, babies in the womb, nature, the environment, the innocent, the innocent ones, the children, women, babies. My government, my kingdom, my righteous ones, my laws of righteousness and truth have made him, has made his own snare a pit and has dug it himself when you are evil and wicked before this God and you persecute his people who believe in him. You dig yourself your own pit. The ditch which he himself has dug for the righteous ones, the upright. So you think you're going to take me out, the Jewish people out, 
innocent babies out and live happily, we'll deal with you after death. You might go to hell for killing a baby in the womb. You might be sent to outer darkness. You will be tortured in your mind and your soul. You might have PTSD, multiple personalities, depression, anxiety on medication because you killed an innocent child for your own pleasure, your shame, your humiliation. But you didn't choose birth control pills. They're out there. No, you wanted pleasure and sex and Then when the baby interfered, you don't want the humiliation. You can't afford it. Some people sell their babies. You know what a lot of the babies end up? They end up in scientific experiments. The stem cells. The blood from the placenta and the cord. Some of the bigger babies... They can send their organs for scientific research. It's a money-making business. Abortion. Don't think they just throw those baby parts away and those babies. Mm -mm. They're sent to science labs. They're sent to help people with their old age into research. It's just a way to get new life new genes, new cells. They call them stem cells. Destroy one to save another. Because you don't want to die. But you brought that upon yourself, the way you live, the way you eat, lack of exercise, what you care about. Some of it's genetics. There's nothing wrong with legal research. But there's other kind of research going on that's illegal. Verse 16. His, this persecutor of me, King David's God, and my righteous ones, my people, those who are righteous before me, upright in my heart with me. But those that have mischief, Lies, unrighteousness, have falsehoods, perversions. Things shall return upon his own head, upon his life, upon his family, his business, and his own violence will cause dealings and deeds Words and acts, relationships, they shall come down. When you stand in front of the throne before God himself after death, or in your dreams, you stand alone. He will listen to all your explanations of why you did what you did, why you voted the way you voted, why you thought the way you did, what purposes you did for everything. He'll listen politely and let you explain yourself then you'll pull out the images the text your thoughts everything that shows that you are a liar and you have deceived yourself and you serve another God 
The evidence is there. The angels will testify against you. The babies that you voted to abort in the womb, they will stand up and vote against you. The books of your life, your deeds are open and will be read. And the judge of the universe as an emperor or a king will sit and listen. And you can defend yourself all you want to. But at the end, he will make a righteous judgment against you. So you prepare yourself. Judgment day is coming. And what will happen? All of your stuff. All your glory, your righteousness, everything you worked hard for on planet Earth will be lost to you. Your glory. You thinking you the top dog. Your legacy will no longer exist. When the new earth gets formed, we will never even remember you. You'll have no legacy. You will be in outer darkness or somewhere else. Maybe the lake of fire. And we will have no remembrance of you and your deeds. This was a very hard word of encouragement. But it is intended for you to take a look and do some self-reflection of yourself. I had to do that when I started going to Brownsville Assembly of God Revival in June of 1995. The evangelist Steve Hill said he would preach to us about sin. And he said, God wants to touch you. He wants to forgive you anoint you and send you on his ministry but you had to come down to the altar confess your sin and turn from your evil wicked ways I got the message get cleaned up get right with God then he will can be one with you I wanted to be so clean I asked God to take every thought everything that had been created in me that was evil and wicked in his eyes, a lie and a deception to be taken out. So one night I was given a test in a junior college and I was reading the Bible and I can't remember the scripture, but it was talking about don't let the vain imaginations of men, the traditions of men, of culture, rule and reign you. And I go, I had believed and had been taught by culture and my family. There was a real Santa Claus, a tooth fairy, an Easter Bunny. But then I became the Santa Claus, Tooth Fairy, and Easter Bunny to my own son. I had become a liar. I was a deceiver. I was a bewitcher. I had passed on from ancestors lies, deception, unrighteousness. God is not a Santa Claus. He is not the Tooth Fairy nor the Easter Bunny. Everything has been perverted and twisted by culture, by Satan, by uh, humanity, ignorance. So I asked God to take that out of me, and he did. So I came home, and God had asked me to get on my knees before my 10-year-old son and ask his forgiveness for being a deceiver and a liar. And then I started changing. There was no more Santa Claus put up on our house at Christmas. No more stockings, no more milk and cookies left out. No more Easter baskets and Easter eggs. No more tooth fairies. 
I was getting cleaned up from unrighteousness and wickedness. But I had no knowledge of it. It was not pricked, sort of. My conscience was not aware of it. I just did what the culture sort of led me to do, what had been programmed into me. I had no guilty conscience about it. I had no revelations about it till I read the Word of God. And I had had a desire to be clean. So you too can have a desire to be clean from all unrighteousness and wickedness and from being a persecutor of the upright and of God's people, the Jewish people. If you ask him, he will, at his timing, when you will get it, he will bring that revelation to you. I got it. Then you change your ways. You may have to go to the Jewish people and ask their forgiveness for persecuting them. You may have to go to your wife or your children or your husband, your business people, your employees, and ask their forgiveness. You may have to go on national TV and get on your knees before the people and ask their forgiveness. Then when you get up, you cannot continue in the ways that you were doing. You must change your deeds. If you've been voting for abortion, for people who support that, you must never vote for that again. Or for the people or the party that supports it. In many countries, there are no votes because it's ruled by a king. But most of those kings are not righteous. I'm working with most of them, believe it or not. Most of them have a lot of issues. And they need to deal with it. So here in this word of encouragement 5 of 2024. I'm asking you a deep question. Are you a persecutor of the upright in heart? The righteous ones of the God of King David? Ask yourself. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father we thank you for this time. We thank you. That you are reaching out through words of encouragement, through scripture, through everyday events, through our lives. You are showing us in this motion video what we may look like on the inside to you. Our eyes may look evil and wicked, full of suspicion and hate and unrighteousness. God, you're showing us our spirit and our soul. Help us to self-reflect. To look inside of ourselves. See what we are doing. How we are representing you. How we're treating your people. The Jewish people. How we are treating the innocent one. The babies in the womb. Who we're voting for. What are we going after in life? What are we lusting for? What is our greed about? Do we use women and children for pleasure? Are we just wanting to be entertained? Do we seek drugs and alcohol and money? Help us to look inside and to be real with ourselves and learn who we really are. Are we the righteous and upright in heart with you or not? So you be encouraged. You can't help yourself. Someone needs to look deep inside of you. I have the Holy Spirit in me. He helps me. He lines me up with the Word of God, the Bible. 
He shows me illustrations in videos, movies. I learn. And when I get the aha moment of the deep wound, sin, blackness, unrighteousness in me towards God, I repent and ask God to forgive me. So I'm hoping you will have revelations within yourself and your ways will change. Who you vote for will change. What you believe about people will change. And I hope that you will be encouraged. There's hope for you. I just hope that we can get it cleaned up before you get before the throne. After your death. And you face all of this. With all the evidence against you. And you are sentenced. To outer darkness. Or the lake of fire. We don't want that for you. He doesn't want to lose you, but he can't let you come in, in the state that you're in. So be encouraged. If we can get you cleaned up now, you won't face that upon your death. Yeah, that's right, you. And I've worked with many that way. And there's help for you if you want it. So you be encouraged. I'll see you next week on number six of 2024. Bye.